It's time for the Steelman and Thune at Noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Friday, I am here at my home, away from home. The one, the only Riverwind Casino, nearly 3,000 electronic games. They have the best games, best bars and dining, best hotel, incredible service, best promotions by far. They've got all your favorite table games, big-time poker room, off-track betting, and they've got uh, great things happening. The 100K electric winnings promotion continues, drawings tomorrow night. So we've got a drawing tomorrow night, and then Saturday, November 25th, get out here, win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play they're giving away. And if you're one of the grand prize winners over the next couple weeks, man, you're going to be really happy because you're going to win an 85-inch smart TV with an incredible sound system, Google TV, and other options, plus you're going to win $600 in bonus play. We've got another show at the Showplace Theater tomorrow night, Justin Moore. Uh, tomorrow night at the Showplace at 7 o'clock in December. Pete Davidson, Lee Bryce, Ron White, Midland on New Year's Eve in January. Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy, the comedian. In February, we've got Air Supply recently added, uh, Scotty McCreary. And in March, another comedian, great stand-up, Jim Gaffigan, will be at the Showplace Theater. So always something to do here at Riverwind Casino. Happy to be here as always, as we get ready for Sooner football tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. for Oklahoma and BYU. The Sooners are a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. We've got our pregame show beginning tomorrow at 7 a.m. And uh, can't wait for this matchup between the Sooners and BYU. Parker Thune on the road. Uh, is he still traveling? I don't know. Has he reached Provo? Let's see if we can find out. Parker? Well, Steely, I'm just actively hoping this connection remains solid because I am coming to you from the open road in Lord knows where, New Mexico. So the fact that we're even speaking right now is a testament to the wonders of modern technology. Yes, and uh, we'll cross our fingers on that. Safe travels. And again, uh, did you uh, did you get the dish that Caden McFarland recommended last night in Albuquerque? I did not. Unfortunately, we got to Albuquerque too late to go out for dinner. We did stop in Amarillo, though, had some burgers at Blue Sky, Texas, which, if you've never been there, phenomenal place to eat if you're out in Amarillo at any point. But, uh, no, I did not get to sample the carne adovada, regrettably. Hopefully, we'll be able to cash in on that on the way home. There you go. All right, uh, we got TJ back on the board with us today because everybody's on their way to Utah. TJ and uh, T-Row had another great show this morning. And uh, among the topics, we got, again, picking up coins and the battle between who would win, an alligator or a tiger. TJ, do we know who the leader in the poll is? Uh, The leader in the poll the last time I looked was the tiger, which I disagree with. 
Mike, that, Josh and I just had this discussion. He goes, you know, when Plank bails out, I always have it uh, mapped out where I think the show's going to go, and the texters or whoever take it in a completely different way. This morning, we're just doing picks. He's asking me who in the top 25 games who I think is going to win. I jokingly throw out that a Gator would be a Tiger in a fight, so I was taking Florida for the upset. More as a joke that I'm taking Florida as the upset because I want Missouri to lose. And then the whole world blew up. Like uh, people are fighting over <laughs> over Gators and Tigers. Happens and every time. Twitter polls and uh, Travis is getting involved and it becomes chaos. So You, you always get all this Here, prep work done. In. You know, what do you think, Parker? You want to who wins, Tiger or Alligator? I think the Gator just got him. I think we just lost. It sounded like sounded like the uh, yeah, the Gator chomped that uh, that signal momentarily. So as soon as we get Parker back, we'll let you know, and he can let us know who he thinks the winner would be between the Tiger and the Gator. The question we're pondering right now is, of course, who wins tomorrow, Oklahoma or BYU? Well, it should be Oklahoma. And it should be in dominant fashion. They are a 24-and-a-half-point favorite in this matchup in Provo tomorrow. Let's hear what Brent Vittable said. You know, Oklahoma heavily favored, but Oklahoma on the road, 2-2. Two and two. They hammered Tulsa by 49 points. They beat Cincinnati in a game that was competitive for a long time, 20-6. to six. Then they bumbled and stumbled and fumbled and didn't execute and uh, killed themselves with a 38-33 loss at Kansas. And, of course, the Bedlam debacle in Stillwater. Say whatever you want about the officiating. Should have been called on the uh, Drake Stoops play, obviously, but Oklahoma also should have never had that game in the hands of the officials. Well, here's what Brent Vittables had to say about the Sooners' trip to Provo. You don't want to, look, to overlook a team like BYU. BYU plays really well uh, at home, and um, they're expecting uh, – they're starting quarterback back here this week. They play really aggressive on defense. Their turnover margin uh, has been the best in the Big 12 when they've played at home. And uh, uh, offensively, again, they've got good, strong running backs. I've got a, a left tackle that will, will get drafted early. Um, again, a quarterback that in uh, Slovis that uh, career-wise is just south of 12,000 yards uh, passing and they're a little bit kind of like us a year ago and that you know just a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde and, and play you lost a couple of really uh, tough games but it's a, a, a place that'll um, you know they'll be full uh, you know they create a lot of noise and a very passionate fan base and tremendous uh, tradition in uh, in college football so uh, we expect their best there you go. Well, Brent's going to say that, obviously, but the way these two teams are trending right now, Oklahoma, I thought, played its best overall game of the season. Wasn't the best win. Clearly, that was Texas. But I thought uh, with the Sooners unleashing Gavin Sawchuk, Dylan Gabriel, five TDs through the air, three on the ground. The defense played really well. And West Virginia was coming in playing really good football. Their offensive line, one of the best in the conference, certainly up there in the top three or so, and the Oklahoma defensive line did its job. And uh, Oklahoma's coming in with a lot of momentum. BYU, last game at home against Iowa State. They got hammered by Matt Campbell's team, 45-13. to 13. So, Parker Thune, I know you want to tell us who wins between the, uh, the uh, Tiger and the Alligator. But uh, also, you know, the bottom line is, man, if Oklahoma comes out and plays good football, they win this game handily tomorrow. 
you would think. Well, well, and I would think, Steely, Oklahoma doesn't even need to play great football. If they play decent football, if they don't beat themselves, if they don't get in their own way against BYU, this is not a team that should put up much of a fight. Again, I mentioned it all week. BYU's last two contests have been 30-point-plus losses to two teams that Oklahoma beat by 30-plus points. So Oklahoma is far and away a better football team than BYU in every facet. And the only way this is even a game is if the Sooners seriously shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly. Yeah, if the Sooners pull, uh, you know, some of the stuff they pulled in Lawrence or in Stillwater, uh, BYU – might have a chance, particularly if the Cougars get some early momentum and really get that crowd into the game. That crowd's going to be into the game right off uh, the opening kickoff, but Oklahoma needs to make a statement, and they need to win, and they need to win, uh, you know, right around the spread, which is 24-and-a-half. By the way, the Brent comments are Ortho Central, clip of the day, Ortho Central, clinics in Norman, Midwest City, now a new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They've got a great reputation. Everybody's happy, not about being injured, but the treatment they get, uh, you know, with their orthopedic and sports medicine injuries at Ortho Central because they are the best. Okay, so tomorrow pregame begins again at 7 a.m. right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. So, I thought last week, what did you think? What did you guys think? Was that the best, you know, outing on both sides of the football? The Iowa State game, you know, after the first quarter, maybe quarter and a half was really good. Clearly, Texas was awesome, uh, you know, the best win. But it seems like, particularly with what we've seen with Gavin Sawchuk the last couple weeks on the ground and the O-line, maybe the Sooners are starting to play and hit their peak. top to bottom Oklahoma's best overall performance of the year because there was really no question after West Virginia's very first drive which was kind of jarring how effectively and how quickly they moved the ball downfield and scored the touchdown but that was just kind of the lone scar on what was otherwise a darn near flawless performance from Oklahoma on both sides of the ball now was it perfect? Absolutely not. Dylan Gabriel, even though he had 473 total yards and eight touchdowns, he could have been a whole lot better than he was last Saturday. The defense, they did some good things. They did some not go, some not so good things. That's kind of been the story of the season for Oklahoma. Is it hasn't been one step forward, two steps back. It's been largely two steps forward and one step back. But even so, I think what we saw last week from Oklahoma lends optimism that this team still hasn't played their best football. And when you're mindful of the fact that they just won a game against a team that was a Hail Mary away from being tied for first in the Big 12 last week while not playing their best football, it does play its best football. What are they going to be capable of? Yeah, and, uh, you know, when you finally unleash the running game, and saw Chuck's at a different level. I look, Tommy Walker's a great story. Love the kid. He's tough as nails. He's a good back. He is a good back. But he's not the guy. He's going to break some tackles and you know break off an eight, fifteen yard run here and there. But uh, Gavin Sawchuck is the guy that can get you that thirty, forty, take it to the house run. 
And I love, you know, he's been running tough, breaking some tackles, making some cuts, being more patient. The offensive line was really good last week. And BYU is very susceptible to seeing Oklahoma run for, you know, 300-plus yards tomorrow if they play up to the level they played against West Virginia last week. So should be a good outing for the Sooners, but we shall see tomorrow morning when they kick it off 11 a.m. on ESPN. Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Uh, heating and air needs, you need those addressed. Maybe you want to get the furnace tuned up before the real winter weather gets here. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, they can get the job done for you, just like Timmy did on the field, kicking all those big three-pointers for the Sooners back in the Switzer days. Tim Lasher, his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. They are our first-hour sponsor, as always, right here on Steel Man and Food. Let's take a break right here. Come back. We've got the dumbass clip of the week and your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Keep it here on the ref. It's Friday. Not only is it a regular Friday, it is an OEC Fiber football Friday here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Big show at the Showplace Theater tomorrow night. Justin Moore, 7 o'clock. And we've got the 100K Electric Winnings promotional drawings tomorrow night. Uh, you can win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play in these drawings uh, tomorrow evening. And maybe you win the grand prize. Maybe you'll hear your name called and win the grand prize, which, again, every week is an 85-inch smart TV with a great sound system, Google TV, all the other accessories. Not only that, but $600 in bonus play. So get out here, take part in the 100K electric winnings uh, promotional drawings again. Uh, this Saturday and next Saturday, the 25th of November. All right, before we move on, we got Parker with us on en route to uh, Provo. TJ's back in Mission Control for us today. I want to say and wish a very happy birthday to my lovely wife, Shay, today. She is not only a great wife, beautiful, sweet, just really a great person, but I am so proud of her. Um, it was not quite a year ago, but she got diagnosed with uh, multiple multiple sclerosis, sclerosis MS. Jeez. Um, and, you know, to see some of the things she's been through, she has the, uh, the level that's not super severe, and she's getting treatments. And luckily, I work with great people who allow me to go, you know, when she has a treatment and I can be with her. And everything, but it's kind of like a chemo treatment for MS where they try and stop the progression of the symptoms that you have right now you're going to have. And uh, you just hope that those symptoms don't progress. And Shay's doing really well with it, but, man, she is so strong. I see some of the issues she has to deal with. You know, recently she lost, like, the use of her right arm for, like, over an hour. Just went completely numb, and she just couldn't do it, couldn't lift it, couldn't do anything. And, you know, that scares the life out of you when something like that happens. But it, it's happened a couple times. Once it was, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and it comes back. It's just an MS thing. But, you know, the courage and the class that she's shown and just how tough she is dealing with this, um, you know, just makes me super proud of her. And I've got a great wife. So happy birthday to the lovely Shay. 
Okay, uh, we do have, ladies and gentlemen. I was TJ. Were we not talking about this the other day? That man, I, I don't have a dumbass clip of the week it, yet. It was just yesterday. We were, you came to me and you said, "Hey, do, can you think of anything I'm forgetting?" And we threw out some things. And I'm like, "But this was, you know, landing and some other things." I'm like, "But that doesn't fall into that category." So no, we had nothing. Yeah, yesterday. we thought maybe Eli Drinkwitz with you know we take care of business, Josh, or we what what, what is it? It's Stand on business. Stu- stand we stand on, on business, on business. Josh. Then he ran, yeah, he ran away like a little scared kid after that, of course. But that was two, you know, that's like two seconds. But guess who helped us out yesterday on a Barstool podcast? Clarissa Thompson doing uh, great things for every female sideline reporter out there who already has a dude saying, hey, let no broad tell me nothing about football. When she said yesterday that she, at times, makes up sideline reports and information from coaches. Ladies and gentlemen, I present the Dumbass Clip of the Week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> and I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report, so I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass! <laughs> what a bunch of dumbasses! Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> there you go. The uh, dumbass clip of the week, courtesy of Clarissa Thompson, and. Uh, Parker Thune, I'm sure her fellow uh, female colleagues, of course, in the business were really, really happy to see that going viral yesterday. Uh, it really helps them out a lot, right? I mean, what a thing to say. Well, first of all, it's a Barstool podcast. And, okay, some things are okay about Barstool, but they're also very, very much involved in helping to destroy our society, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the old jockocracy and, you know, the frat behavior. And I was in a frat, but I don't know. What did you What did you think of that whole mess yesterday? Yeah, I just, at, at risk of stating the obvious, I want to speak on behalf of well over 99% of our industry and emphasize that we do not operate like that. We do not make things up as journalists, at least not those of us who take our jobs seriously. Yeah, and, and maybe some of that, you're on a barstool podcast, and, oh, man, I better say something controversial or out there, you know, in this stupid society we live in, you know, where you feel you, we've always got to do something over the top, you know, so you can get your clicks and attention. But, you know, that it just, yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, and you saw, you know, Michelle Tafoya and Tracy uh, Wolfson and, you know, some of the other female sideline reporters basically saying, uh-uh, now – uh, we're not doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. This is not the way it's supposed to be done. And, you know, she may think, okay, well, yeah, they would never know. That's what the coach would say. But you just you just don't do that, period. You don't do it. All right, 405-651-3439. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to add, not only is it a bad representation of your professional way of doing things but again like it, it 
it carries what, what it does is it's not just a bad look for you it ends up being a bad look for everybody else and you know i have worked over the years with an astonishing amount of very talented female journalists i can think of one off the top of my head who i'm particularly close with did undergrad with all that she's a sports reporter now up in des moines iowa and one of the things that she and most every other female reporter has to deal with as they kind of work their way up the ladder in the world of TV journalism is the perception that you're just eye candy and you have to prove to many folks that have that perception of you that you actually know what you're talking about you take your work seriously and you're good at it and so Carissa Thompson comes out and says something like that it does all of those folks no favors whatsoever as they try to work their way up the ladder and make a name for themselves in this profession because again it doesn't just reflect poorly on you it reflects poorly on all of the sideline reporters particularly the female ones who are trying desperately to prove every single day in day in day out as they go about their work as they navigate their career path uh, they're trying to prove that they're worthy of just getting a shot on one of these networks one one of those days and so for somebody who had a spot and i don't know what carissa thompson is doing these days but for somebody that worked in network tv acknowledging that on the biggest stage for that profession she was making things up it's asinine it truly is asinine not good. Not good at all. All right. Uh, when we get back, we'll hit the uh, Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We do have Brandon Drum coming up today at 135. We'll talk recruiting, Sooner football, of course. Uh, but we want to hear from you. What are you thinking about the West Virginia matchup tomorrow? What is the result that you would like to see? Obviously a Sooner victory, but what would make you feel really good, uh, you know, from the Sooners tomorrow that you'd love to see uh, as they are close to closing out the regular season with TCU coming up a week from today. By the way, Sooner basketball tonight, 7 o'clock, Oklahoma hosting uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, OU 3-0 on the season. Uh, Porter's got a better team, no doubt about it. Uh, 7 o'clock tonight from the LNC ESPN Plus, OU will play Iowa Thanksgiving Day, 2 o'clock, FS1 in the tournament out in training. And uh, then on Friday, they play the winner of the USC Seton Hall matchup, uh, or the loser, obviously. But uh, USC, number 16 in the country, so we'll find out more about the Sooners, of course, next week as well. The OU women at Virginia on Sunday, 1 o'clock on the ACC Network. Uh, Last night, the Thunder, I know that Steph didn't play. Draymond was suspended, but the Thunder thumped the Warriors 128-109. to uh, Isaiah Joe, 23 points, 7 of 7 from 3. And the Thunder has the leading three-point percentage leader on their team. And it's not Isaiah Joe. Kaysen Wallace, their rookie first-round pick, leads the NBA in three-point field goal percentage at 59%. And it's really not that close right now. Thunder plays at Golden State tomorrow night at Portland on Sunday. Uh, last night, Thursday night football, Baltimore beat the Bengals 34-20. to And we have do, uh, we do have a college football Friday night matchup tonight. Colorado in Pullman at Washington State. Both teams trying to win out to get bowl eligible. Both teams are 4-6. and six. 
That is a 9.30 kick on FS1. Okay, break time here from Riverwind, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steely, Parker Thune, and T.J. Perry with you. Let's call a timeout right here. Stay with us on the Home of Sooner Fans. Bleed Crimson, love great Sooner talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November. For a chance to win $100,000 in cash and prizes. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. Plus multiple restaurants and bars. Riverwind really is a place for a good time. Mike Steely here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cavensgroup.com. Would you like to play a more active role in your health? At Hightower Clinical, we believe all Oklahomans should have access to new potential treatment options through clinical trial participation. Our team wants to support you with the best care possible through clinical trials. No health insurance is required. Compensation is available for eligible study participants, and study care is provided at no cost. Having the chance to go through a trial and find out if something works for them and makes their life easier, I would recommend them do it. To learn more, scan this QR code and visit our website. Hi, it's Tyler McComas, and if you're like me, I love a good holiday party. If you're looking for the perfect place to host your party this year, call my friends at Sooner Bowling. Speaking of planning ahead, if you're looking to work off that turkey, Sooner Bowl is now taking reservations for Thanksgiving night bowling. Don't forget the holiday catering with Social Butterfly Catering. They have Thanksgiving meals or holiday meals for you. Call 405-360-3634 and let Mandy and her staff help you this holiday season. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Teddy Lehman. I thought this was just one of the more fascinating things I've ever seen. And Tyler McComas. That to me is just, that's unbelievable. Telling it like it is, whether it's what you want to hear or not. I think there's some truth to that, but I still think you're a total homer, but (laughs) I think there is some truth to that. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. The Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served. My my buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through. I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. 
If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. OEC Fiber Football Friday here at Riverwind Casino. Parker is en route to Provo, Utah. Pre-game show for the Sooners and BYU tomorrow beginning at 7 a.m. right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Oklahoma nearly a 25-point favorite in this game. The line is at 24-and-a-half. So uh, Sooners should be able to get the dub tomorrow, but they are on the road. Weather, it's going to be cold. Might be, I'm hearing maybe sleet or something like that. We'll see. But uh, I'm here at Riverwind Casino. Friday night means steak night at the River Buffet. There are always some great options here. I'm standing right in front of Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. Great little menu there. Uh, Not a bad seat in that place in terms of watching the game. And they've got a tremendous food court with TV surrounding the food court. Uh, You can't miss out. Tomorrow night. 100K electric winnings drawing. Somebody's going to win a bunch of cash and bonus play, and somebody's going to walk away with the 85-inch smart TV and $600 in bonus play. And then we have tomorrow night Justin Moore in concert at the Showplace Theater. So always something happening here at Riverwind Casino. Good times always. TJ, why don't you uh, hit up the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line if you would. Will do, will do. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. LaDonna from Lubbock's first in, and she told Parker uh, she grew up in Amarillo. Blue Sky, good pick, but 575 pizza would have been better. So maybe mark that one down. You know, we Ooh, see, I should we have solicited go... recommendations from LaDonna and Lubbock before I went and picked somewhere <laughs> to eat in Amarillo. I will, I will do yeah, that LaDonna, next time, LaDonna. Don't worry. LaDonna is a uh, great representative of the Sooner Nation out there among the the enemy, you know, the Sand Aggies. But we won't have to deal with the Sand Aggies much longer. We used to go to Amarillo uh, every Thanksgiving when uh, my uncle lived in there. Uh, Yeah, my uncle was out in Amarillo. That's right. And uh, all I remember was, you know, the 72-ounce steak deal. And the uh, we used to go to Toot and Totem, which was their big convenience store out there so that was my memory of amarillo we we went for probably 10 straight years for thanksgiving all right what else we have tj uh jeff from the okc says this is completely random guys but i was thinking of our upgrades going into the sec the school mascots are also an upgrade from the big 12 the sec mascots are more iconic i think i mean uh I, you're talking about like the actual, not the, not like the nickname, but the, you know, Uga, um, you know, uh, what is the, what's the name of the tiger? Mikey the tiger. Uh, who am I missing in terms of other mascots that are like live mascots? Uh, live ones. Um, 
I think you hit on the two main ones. Uh, maybe the mascots are more iconic in the SEC, and he views it that way because the programs are just simply better in the SEC. Therefore, you think that the mascot itself is better. Yeah, I, I do think that I can remember Ugga getting after, was it It was an Auburn wide receiver yeah. who had just scored a touchdown. Oh, well, there's one, the Eagle uh, at uh, Auburn. That's a cool, uh, that mascot. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. Good, Good call. Good call. What do you think? Better mascots in the SEC, Parker Thune? Oh, without question. I mean, what is – I mean, what do they call the mascot out in Lubbock? What is Texas Tech's mascot? I know Oklahoma State has Pistol Pete. What is Tech's called? I don't know. I'd have to Google it up. Uh, you're talking about the writer or – is that the one? I mean, you got I, Bullet honestly, and still, no, obviously. Like guy with the red mustache, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody will let us you know. call him Yosemite line. Sam. I don't know that he's ever had an official name. So. <laughs> you know, you guys are going to get mad at me again. But, look, really one of the most recognizable mascots in the Big 12. I mean, Bebo, obviously, you get a live mascot there. But Pistol Pete is pretty recognizable. Here we go. They're going to call me Pistol Pete Steely again. You love your Oklahoma State Cowboys, Steely. <laughs> oh, man, I got so much grief after that. Hey, Steely, I guess your team won, huh? All right, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. What else do we have? Uh, several birthday wishes going out to your lovely wife, Shay, uh, Ronnie Crimson, Sean, uh, some people from the 918 all sending uh, their best uh, for her birthday today. So, uh, yes, happy That's birthday. That's very nice. Yes. Thank you. Uh, question for you still, man, in the opening. Uh, so sorry to hear about your wife's illness. My family and I will keep her in your, uh, uh, your wife in our prayers. God bless you all, brother. Uh, oh, just heard still, man. I thought he had a question there. So uh, just sending out best wishes there. Um, question. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I believe in the power of prayer, absolutely. So Shay's doing uh, really pretty well with it. There, there are some scary moments now and then. It's really frustrating because you can't take away, you know, your wife's pain when she gets a, an MS cramp or what they call an MS hug, which is kind of being you feel like you're being squeezed to death, you know. Um, it, it's very frustrating because you just can't do anything. You just got to hope that the uh, the aggressive medication she's on is going to keep it, you know, where it is right now. Because she's she's able to lead, you know, a full life with some challenges. But I appreciate all the well wishes. Thank you. Tyler from Kellyville says, Steely, your time of redemption has come. Today is Gordon Lightfoot's birthday. You know what to do. <laughs> well... Here's the problem. I I don't think I can do it because I can't see the words. We did it on the karaoke, <laughs> you know? Maybe you don't have it memorized? Can we do it? Don't tell me you don't can have we those do lyrics it? memorized. Not not quite. I'll miss a couple up and I I won't come in on time. All right, I will do this. Can we do a rain check for Monday? I think that would be fine. Can we do a rain fine. check for you Monday? Can, you can right. carry the it's celebration. On. We're, yeah. not, we're not forgetting. It's, it's much more difficult on location when I don't have the actual, you know, believe me, I can make it absolutely brilliant Monday. Out here, you know, it's like seeing a band live. You, you think, man, that song was much better in studio. 
Lane from California is in. He says, Holly Rowe always looks like she works her you-know-what off every game. I would agree with that. Holly Rowe does an excellent job wherever she is or whatever she's covering. Yeah, that you know, that was such a disservice, as Parker so eloquently stated, to her fellow female colleagues who really do a great job on the sidelines. And, again, all that leads is to a few people. And, look, we're – we're getting better about this, but there are still some men out there that are going to say, no ladies telling me anything about football. You know, they still belong. Cook me some date. You know, there's still that percentage is getting very small, but all you do is give those people, you know, told you they were making stuff up the whole time. So it, it was just a horrible thing uh, to unveil on that podcast. And I think somebody said she said it. Maybe a few years ago with Aaron Andrews, but I, it just uh, like I said, you could tell those female reporters who really do work really hard and do a great job, uh, they were not happy. They were not happy because they knew exactly uh, how that would be received by some people. So, all right, here at Riverwind Casino, happy to be out here. OEC Fiber Football Friday, 135. Brandon joins us. Brandon Drum, OU Insider, Parker's colleague. We'll uh, get his take on Oklahoma BYU, on recruiting, all of that happening. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., for our Sooner football pregame show from Provo uh, as Oklahoma gets ready to battle BYU in an 11 a.m. game on ESPN. Let's break right here, come back, keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans. The legend lives on from the Chippewa down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. The good ship and crew was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. How's that? Does that work? Or do you need the whole song? Oh, well, well done with the improvised guitar solo at the end. That, yeah, that my lovely wife that is, on her, I, on her birthday said, here are the lyrics, and she just sent them to me. But I, I need the karaoke background, or it's not the same. So we can, we can try and do it Monday, since Gordon Lightfoot has become, become, become a, uh, a legend on this show now. So there we go. All right, here at Riverwind Casino, OEC Fiber Football Friday, this was Jeff Levy after the Sooners' dominant win over West Virginia. It was a much different week, clearly, for Jeff Levy after the West Virginia win. Guys just were incredibly efficient, played really, really well, uh, took great care of the ball, didn't have many um, non-playing penalties, really just had the one besides the uh, unsportsmanlike there late. But, uh, again, we played clean football, and that's, that's what we needed. And, Glad we were able to get it done. Hey Jeff, how much do you hear criticism from the Kansas week and the Oklahoma State week? When you, when you have a bad week, you're calling the game or whatever, personnel-wise or whatever, how much do you hear that? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, and again, I think somebody asked me about it last week after the game, but that noise has no effect on my day-to-day. It takes none of my my focus, my energy, my joy, what I'm trying to get done with, with our unit and our guys every single day. So. 
uh, really not not a part of it. Feel like you had a better day today? Yes, yeah, I felt like we were we were clean, we were efficient, and took care of the football and didn't have penalties. Gives you a chance to, you know, do what you want to do. There you go. Parker Thune, what do you think? Uh, how do you expect Jeff Levy to call this game tomorrow? Well, I think it'll be run heavy, Steely. And I think the altitude has a lot to do with that. It's been pointed out, and I think it's a good point. Gavin Sawchuk's hometown actually is, it sits at a higher altitude than Provo. So that's something he'll be well accustomed to. But if you're not accustomed to altitude, Steely, it can be tough. It can be tough not to get winded when you're doing any semblance of uh, demanding physical activity at a higher altitude than you are conventionally accustomed to. And so I would figure the Sooners will rotate a bit more than they typically would offensively, and I think they make an effort to consume more clock than usual, So as especially to keep the big boys up front from getting tired out. So... Uh, I expect the Sooners to slow down the pace just a little bit, not quite play as frenetic as they did last week against West Virginia or as they have at times throughout the course of Levy's tenure as Oklahoma's offensive coordinator. But as long as you can establish the run against this weak BYU front seven, man, you're going to have a ton of success from the word go tomorrow in Provo. Well, by the way, I want to let you guys know it's a big night on uh, krefsports.tv. Games at 7 o'clock tonight on uh, krefsports.tv. Second-round playoff games. Norman at Bixby, Bixby, Westmore at Tulsa Union, Edmond Santa Fe at Jinx, uh, Bartlesville at Deer Creek. And then at 7.30 tonight, you have Norman North at Owasso, all on krefsports.tv tonight. TJ, why don't we get uh, why don't we get some text in before we close out this hour? All right, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line from the nine one eight OU to win and cover. Pokes lose by a field goal as time expires, and Texas loses by seven to ISU. That would make it a great weekend, says this texter. That would be about as good as it gets. Then you got to throw in a mule shoe loss to uh, UCLA, <laughs> which I kind of think they're going to win tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, that Sooner fans would love that. The OSU-Houston game, 3 o'clock kick on ESPN2. Texas-Iowa State in the evening, 7 o'clock on Fox. Lost City Sooner you says – wild, oh, Go ahead, Parker. What's that? You know what's wild, Sealy, is to think that – USC is a two-point conversion against Cal and a couple overtime bounces here and there against Arizona from maybe finishing this season five and seven. Yeah, but according to Muleshoe, again, there are a few plays away from being like, like 10 and one, though, too, right? But, uh, no, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been fun is what it's been. It's been awesome watching uh, – Mule shoe lose, and uh, I enjoy every second of that. Is it very petty? Yes, absolutely, but I still enjoy it, and I am uh, rooting for the UCLA Bruins tomorrow. That that's a two thirty kick uh, tomorrow. So you did see that Caleb said he hasn't made up his mind on you know playing a bowl game. I would be shocked yes, if Caleb Williams plays in a bowl game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 
All right, TJ, what else? Uh, Doug is about to head through Amarillo and was asking Parker what the name of that restaurant was that he mentioned. Blue Sky, Texas. It's a burger place right off of I-40. It is delightful. It has my stamp of approval. It has the stamp of, of approval of my trusted colleague, Brian Clinton. Definitely stop there if you're headed to Amarillo. Uh, Lost City Sooner is helping us out here. He says the, the tech mascot you guys are trying to think of is Jackass the Mask Rider. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I don't think that's, that's it, right. but, but I'll go with it. Forgot. <laughs> uh, Tusk. Tusk is the name of the Razorback at Arkansas. They're uh, letting us know here. Uh, a lot of people saying uh, Big 12 upgrading once they get uh, Ralphie back, once Buffalo's back in the conference, which I would, I would agree with that. He's, he's tremendous. No doubt. Yeah. Well, we forget about uh, Smokey at Tennessee, right? Uh, yeah, Smokey's been mentioned here. Mike the Tiger, which I think you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah, so. Ugg <laughs> is superior to, uh, to uh, Smokey at Tennessee, though. And, and then you get Reveille at A&M, right? At Reveille and, and all those oh, crazy yeah, about Reveille, yeah. midnight yells. Uh, Steelman, how about uh, the world uh, world's biggest 72-ounce steak in Amarillo? Remember the movie The Great Outdoors? John Candy eating the big steak. He had to cut off the fat and gris- uh, gristle, and then the owner said, you got to eat that too. <laughs> I do remember that. They always say... And, again, we went out there until, I don't know, I was 12 or 14 maybe. At, uh, so we, we never – we stopped there, but they, my parents didn't want me to try the 72-ounce steak. So I always hear it's the sides that get you too in that deal. All right, that's going to uh, do it for hour number one. Mike Steely out here on an OEC Fiber Football Friday at Riverwind, the one, the only, Parker Thune, en route to Provo, Utah, where the Sooners play BYU tomorrow at 11 a.m. And, again, our pregame show kicks off at 7 a.m. tomorrow right here on The Ref. We appreciate TJ hanging out with us today. Everybody's traveling. Everybody's trying to get somewhere with their equipment and everything else. So it's just one of those days. But TJ Perry, ladies and gentlemen, a true Hall of Famer helping us out today. Much appreciated, TJ. All right, break time right here. Thanks to Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems for Hour 1. We're coming right back. Day OEC Fiber Football Friday. You can't beat it. Well, Sooner Football Saturday is pretty good too, right? And uh, the weekend just rules. That's what it's all about. Hour number two here out at Riverwind Casino, also presented by Oklahoma Generator. They are family-owned, reputation for incredible customer service. They're Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. They're currently offering... New customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. Our thanks to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our second hour here on Steel Man and Thune. OKGen.com. Visit them again on the web at OKGen.com. Or you can call them at 405-321-6631. Do you remember in the early days of the World Wide Web and, uh, T.J., you could probably address this more easily than Parker, but remember when we used to type in, like, HTTP colon backslash backslash and then www, 
I remember some old school radio people, not me, but would say that like in the air. If you want to visit them, go to HTTP. <laughs> yes. I had someone. backslash, backslash, you know. It's like, good Lord, man. Just tell them. They'll find it. We had someone here that every time he would read a web address, he'd go through all of that, but then he would only say WW. It was never three W's. It was just two. WW dot. And I'm like, you don't need to say the WW's, but even if you do, it's three W's. No, it's not. They'd fight with me on it. It's just two. <laughs> that, you know, there's, there's a fine line between the Oklahoma Redneck W, 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 or the over-enunciator who would go W-W-W. <laughs> we had an over-enunciator, and I would probably prefer the W-W-W guy over W-W-W. I, have you ever worked with an over-enunciator? I mean, it's good to enunciate well and be clear, but you can also... We had a guy, don't want to mention any names, in Wichita Falls doing TV, uh, named Jerry May. Really good guy, but he was tragedy today. Welcome, I'm Jerry May. You know, it was it was over-enunciation city. Parker, have you ever worked with an over-enunciator? Parker cannot enunciate Good connection, and right, right when you went to him, yes, gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Parker is uh, Parker's got a really good vocabulary and speaks very, very, very well. And uh, absolutely, when you were talking about that, that's who comes to mind for me. He confuses me all the time with big words. Do you think? But I don't know that he's an over enunciator. No, though, no, because no. the 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 over enunciator is Ted Baxter. That you know what I mean. But uh, I, I I I enjoy it when somebody has a vocabulary and people make fun. Like, well, what? Quit even big words, man. They used to do that with Howard Cosell all the time. And maybe Parker Thune is the next Howard Cosell, which means he has a toupee in his future down the road, possibly. Okay. Uh, So, Parker, uh, did you, like at OU or anywhere, did you work with an over-enunciator, that guy? So the only only person I can think of, Steely, that falls into this category, and here's the thing. What you have to understand is that my generation does not enunciate very well, so I'm really not sure whether this person is really an over-enunciator or whether they're just kind of an anachronistic old soul that enunciates properly despite the fact that no one else his age does. But when I was an undergrad at OU, uh, I worked alongside Storm Jones, who's now a news anchor at News 9 up in OKC. And Storm Jones' enunciation is and was immaculate. There you go. You have the immaculate conception, the immaculate reception from Franco Harris. We know what the conception was all about. And now you have immaculate enunciation with Storm Jones. There you go. I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. None. None whatsoever. All right. So the Sooners and BYU tomorrow. BYU, man, they they are not coming in with any momentum. They've had their behinds kicked in the last two games. And uh, they've been beat up. We'll see if Keaton Slovis plays tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're getting a few guys back. But the Sooners, if they play well and don't play scared and play aggressive, I'm talking about offense, I think they win this game. It's going to be right around the point spread. But let's hear from uh, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki 
talking about his team is still going to be very fired up to play Oklahoma. Well, it's a great opportunity. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, they're, they're ranked. Um, they're they're, they're uh, in the hunt for the conference championship. They're in our home stadium. And so there's a lot to play for. We have a, one game away, one win away from uh, extending the season, getting to a bowl game. So there's a lot to, to play for, you know, and, and uh, I'm excited because I know that the things that, that we could we could play way better. And um, I'm looking forward to getting that done. That, that's the and there's a lot of lot of factors that go into it. Um, but one of it is that our guys aren't quitting and our guys love what they're doing here. And they just, we got to build on that. We, we do have to minimize the mistakes. I think you can fight back from mistakes. We've shown that, that you can fight back from mistakes. I mean, we're down by 14 twice against Arkansas, fought back and won that game. But it takes everybody doing, doing everything right from even overcoming adversity. You just, but you can't just keep spotting teams um, points by, by the mistakes. Yeah, Sooner fans are well aware of that. It happened in Lawrence and Stillwater for Oklahoma. But uh, it'll be interesting to see who plays for BYU. And, uh, you know, the Sooners approach, I think Parker was uh, on the money, you know, with the weather especially, see how, you know, you can do in the running game. Oklahoma's running game has been a lot better uh, the last couple weeks, and we'll see if that continues tomorrow in Provo. What do you guys think BYU, their basic standard home uniform iconic college football uniform you put it in that category pardon me category i would not i would not call it a college football classic i wouldn't call it iconic it's a fine uniform not in like the upper echelon to me what do you think, TJ? BYU home unis—you know the traditional one, traditional uniform that they've worn for years and years and years, going back to Jim McMahon and Mark Wilson right. and Detmer. What do you think? I think some of that is age. I probably see it a little bit more so than Parker, but I wouldn't put it in the iconic category. A very good uniform, very clean. I think it's a great uniform, but I wouldn't put it in the iconic category. Tier two, you're saying? Yeah, tier two, probably, yes. There you go. Uh, you know who I think has, you know, a, they're out there in that part of the country and they've got a similar view at their home stadium. Uh, and I love their Air Force, uh, the uniforms for Air Force always have. You guys like Air Force and their unis? You can't go wrong with the Bolts. Well, I guess technically they're the Falcons, but they have those bolts on the helmets. Yeah, I like Air Force. I, l- I like everything about Air Force. If you've ever been to Colorado Springs, it's hard not to like Colorado Springs. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, good uniform. Uh, I like them. You root them on. You uh, cheer for the Air Force, and uh, they do. They do have a good uniform. And a good fight song. Off fight we song. go into the wild blue yonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> into the song that's a good one all right uh 405-651-3439 uh tj you want to get a few more checks in to close out this segment we've got my uncle coming up in the next segment and he's going to tell you about a uh, football game in heaven between the old testament and the new testament that howard schnellenberger was involved in and according to his report this morning sam bradford visited the ou locker room so that's coming up next segment what do we have text wise 
Let's see here. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, someone asking you here, when is Uncle going to be on today? That will be uh, in the next segment right around 120. All right. Uh, Storm Jones, uh, this person's letting us know. UConn High School alumni. Must have gone to school with him, so. Uh, Baby Blue is way more manly than Lavender, is what Gunny from uh, Stutzman Army says. Uh, I think I'm too young for... I, oh, go ahead. I prefer Baby Blue. Uh, K-State, when they break out their their Lavender basketball uniforms, though, because of memories of Rolando Blackman and, you know, um, Curtis Hunter and all those, you know, Ed Neely, Mr. Rattle Jam himself, uh, all those great players they had, Mike Evans back in the day. I, I like those. But, yes, I would I would say the Baby Blue is superior to Lavender. And just about every other conversation. Baby Blue and Lavender are both sufficiently masculine if you know how to rock them, and you do so proudly. There you go. Parker, Parker, Parker makes both those advice. look good. That's absolutely right. Yeah, he makes them look good. Uh, Dino says he thinks he's too young for BYU's uniforms to be considered iconic. They haven't been relevant in many years. I think that makes a big difference. It does. Because, TJ, when we were growing up, man, BYU is like, man, they're, they're the ones who throw the football around. Major uh, problem Diego's, if you had them on your schedule uh, in yeah, you know, certain years. Yeah. So, yeah, San Diego State was one, too, but BYU is always considered a little bit better. And, you know, they stole uh, – well, they didn't stole because the Sooners could have done it if they'd beaten Washington. But they beat that 6-5 and five Michigan team in the Holiday Bowl to win that 84 National Championship when Switzer was campaigning for OU. And that's why Barry Switzer has a sewage facility with his name on it out in Utah. Uh, this one's a question for me. It says, is Toby the inspiration for the boomerang diner mascot? Please confirm or deny. That's from Mike. Uh, what's the boomerang diner uh, mascot? I, don't, I know the boomerang's on the logo, but do they have a mascot? It's, it's an old man who picks up coins and loose change. <laughs> well, then, yes, I can confirm that was, that was Toby Rowland was the inspiration then. I can confirm that, yeah. Good uh, stuff. <laughs> go ahead, Steely. All right, uh, why don't we take a break to stay on the clock. We're uh, Folks, we're in three different places, and when you're on uh, what we call tie lines, there's going to be a little delay between all of us. So otherwise, you know, it would be 100% smooth. This is as smooth as we can be today. And, you know, it's pretty smooth, if I must say. All right, uh, Riverwind Casino, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Let's take a break right here. More of your texts on the way. Brandon Drum on the way. My uncle's Friday appearance and his prediction and some crazy stories coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Here at Riverwind Casino, it's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Appreciate everybody being with us. Big show at the Showplace Theater tomorrow night. Justin Moore, 7 o'clock for the Justin Moore Show. More shows on the way in December. Pete Davidson, yes, that Pete Davidson, SNL fame, Kim Kardashian fame, and other fame. Uh, That'll be on Sunday, December 3rd. Lee Bryce, Friday, December 15th. Ron White, Saturday, December 30th. Midland with a show on New Year's Eve, which falls on a Sunday, by the way. 
Uh, Sunday, December 31st, Midland will have a show beginning at 9 o'clock. We have Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy, the comedian, in January. Air Supply, Scotty McCreary in uh, February. And uh, Jim Gaffigan with a show coming up in March. The 100K Electric Winnings uh, promotional drawings are happening tomorrow night. Preliminary drawings early. Uh, and then the grand prize drawing later at night. $100,000 in cash and bonus play up for grabs in this great promotion. And uh, somebody's going to win tomorrow night and uh, the next Saturday night, over the next two Saturday nights, an 85-inch smart TV with a great sound system, Google TV, also $600 in bonus play. Riverwind always has the best promotions, and uh, you've got a great chance to win a lot of cash and bonus play or a jackpot out here. Let's see if my uncle hit the jackpot today in his appearance with uh, uh, Toby and TJ this morning on the T-Row in the Morning Show. And let's see what he had to say about this BYU matchup and more. We are joined by an Oklahoma radio legend, Uncle. Uh, we're headed to Provo, Utah this weekend. Let's hear what Uncle thinks about that. Good morning, Uncle. Good morning, T-Row. Uh, the new release from uh, Brett Bormark and the Big 12 just came out. Don't know if you've seen it. It says, and I quote, regarding tiebreakers in the Big 12 championship game. In any tiebreaker situation, it is preferred that teams with interlocking O and U logos not advance to the championship game. It is also preferred that any team with a livestock logo on its helmet not advance. Well, there you go, Brett Bormark at it again. Gee, many Christmas. We stand on business, no mark, all right? We stand on business. Dion's not going to like that second rule next year. Might need to get that one uh, changed. Well, you got any good stories for us today, Uncle? You know, we are 0-2 against BY Who, right? That's right. Howard Schnellenberger was up there in the press box when OU lost to BY Who in the Cotton Bowl. Gary Gibbs is on his way out, but Howard was up there. But I got to tell you, Howard's got his own problems, all right? He's up there in heaven still coaching in the Heavenly Football League. Hmm. Now, he's coaching the Old Testament team, all right? And they got blown out by the New Testament team last week. Now, Kane and Abel are his uh, offensive and defensive coordinators, and they blamed each other. Kane went ballistic in the locker room, and all you know what broke loose. Howard had these comments afterwards. Howard, the move to the locker room was uh, was very uh, um, controversial. It was very. Uh, uh, Kids were upset with each other, and uh, and it was de- and it was demonstrated. Uh, it's something that it, uh, is not very good to see happen on a football team, but uh, it does happen. That clip, by the way, courtesy of the Heavenly Football Network <laughs> HFN, where Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell call all the action available on Tubi. Wow. Now, <laughs> Tubi. 
This is also a revenge for Sam Bradford game, all right? Uh-huh. Now, they ruined, I'm talking BYU, they ruined our season in 2009. Would have been a national championship, right? But Colby Clawson came in with a dirty hit at Jerry World and ruined our season, ruined it right there. Now, Brent, don't know if you guys knew this, but he let old Sammy B speak to the team this week. Now, Sam Bradford walked into the locker room and just said this. Avenge me! Avenge me! It was a very emotional scene, T-Row. So let's go get this one for Sam Bradford. It's the most emotion I've ever heard Sam Bradford have. The most words I've ever heard him say, actually. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, man. Well, what's your prediction, Uncle? My prediction is that BYU will be dominated by OU. Now, the Church of Latter-day Sooners are coming to Provo, baby. Oh, Oh, boy. With the Holy Trinity of Brent, Bob, and Barry. By God, Switzer. Saw Chuck 275 yards rushing. You thought eight was great? Wait till you see nine from Dylan Gabriel. Slinging lasers this week. Danny Stutzman, 27 tackles. Peyton Bowen, block punt, scoop and score for Peyton Bowen. And we crimson and cream. BYU, 73 to nothing. 73, it's a shutout. Uncle says 73 nothing. DG, nine touchdowns. Danny Stutzman, 27 tackles. And the Sooners pick up their first win over BYU. Uncle, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and uh, safe travels to Provo. We stand on business. Thank you, There you go. Uh, Uncle, I believe, uh, unless that was a slip of the tongue, Uncle, that that was the Copper Bowl. Uh, I believe you said Cotton Bowl uh, between Oklahoma and BYU. That was the uh, illustrious Copper Bowl back in the day. So there you go. Oh man, TJ, cite you remember Eli Drinkwitz right there? He, yeah, he did. Yes, he absolutely did. Eli Drinkwitz is quickly moving up the scale of. I don't like this guy. He is. There's. There's just. He's too cheesy. And to run up and say that we stand on business and then turn and run like a little wimp. I mean, it was weak, very weak. And Missouri fans are, you know, brimming with confidence now. They shouldn't have any confidence. I mean, they've got a good football team. They're 8-2. and two. But I don't know. It's like the, the flies at a picnic or something. You just want them to shoo away. Go away. This is not, you know, we were thinking, Parker Thune, maybe Missouri 7-5 and five or something. That's not happening. They're probably going to finish 10-2, and two, and you're going to have to deal with the Eli freaking Drinkwitz again. We thought the man might uh, might lose his job this year. Hasn't happened, obviously. It's not going to happen. It, it's, it's, it's quite a tragic development, what has gone on in Columbia, Missouri, because not only are they winning, but they are winning behind perhaps the most insufferable head coach this side of Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, or Muleshoe, of course, right? I mean, 
But, well, insufferable uh, isn't the word I would use to describe mule shoe. I mean, what word would you use? Because I, I doubt insufferable is the first one that pops into your head either. Uh, fraud, phony, one of those two. But I know what you're saying about Eli Drinkwitz. He, uh, th- there's a difference there. There is a difference. Um, anyway, it- it's just uh, very, very annoying seeing that dude win. It look, I get caught up in petty jealousy on this stuff, and I should be well beyond that. I probably need to seek counseling, but he's now on that list. Mule Shoe, Tech fans, Texas Tech in general, Lubbock in general. Eli Drinkwitz is now on that list. All right, let's take a break right here. Riverwind Casino uh, here on an OEC Fiber football Friday. Pre-game tomorrow, 7 a.m. right here on the ref. We'll have you covered for Oklahoma and BYU, which will kick off at 11 a.m. tomorrow on ESPN. Let's break right here, come back. Brandon Drum joins us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline when we return right here on The Ref. All right, if you're in your 40s or older, you might have some problems with your vision and you want to get it taken care of right now. Let me tell you about the new LASIK with the great reviews they're getting. It's quite simply Lens Replacement, and Lens Replacement provides a permanent fix to your vision issues. Unlike regular LASIK, which often leaves uh, patients needing those uh, reading glasses or adjusting to what they call monovision, Lens Replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery, and that's what we're looking for, right? Best part of the whole deal with Lens Replacement, you'll never... I repeat, never require a cataract surgery. Lens replacement with the new LASIK, major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available right now at thenewlasik.com. Brandon Drum joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon, how are you feeling about the Sooners uh, headed to Provo tomorrow after a really good performance against West Virginia last week? Uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty good. I actually just, I'm just now getting to Provo. Um, and, uh, there was a lot of OU fans on the flight in, uh, several of the OU parent players, parents. Uh, so there, I have a feeling there's going to be a pretty large contingent tomorrow at the ball game. Um, it's the only time OU is going to get to go play here in Provo. So it's, I think it's, it's a uh, it's a trip that I think a lot of fans, regardless of how BYU's looked, has looked forward to all season because of just the uh, kind of one-trick pony uh, of a stop that Oklahoma's going to have here uh, with the new members of the Big 12, and then they'll be on about their way. Uh, but outside of that, man, I, it, you got to feel good if you're Oklahoma. It looks like they found a running back. Uh, and Gavin Sawchuck. Obviously, Tommy Walker's look good when he's been healthy. But um, the game that Dylan Gabriel had, uh, Austin Stogner, I mean, it looked like 
to me that things are starting to flow a little bit more smoothly on the offensive side. And if, you know, they have – or and Levy gets in a groove like that again against BYU and TCU moving forward, I, I can't see them losing another game. Hey, Brandon, can you come pick me up in Cortez? My radiator's kaput. Oh, no. Are you serious? No, it's a joke. It's a joke. We're, we're going to be there. We'll be at Provo, <laughs> I would say, between 6 and 7 p.m. local time. But Brian Clinton and I, were on the road, making it happen, lugging all the gear with us. Brandon, what's it now that you're on the ground in Provo, what can I expect when I get there? Mountains. Uh, it's actually really pretty. Uh, shockingly, uh, it, I, I don't. It looks like Vegas, but with you know no casinos. Essentially, is what it looks like out here. So, it's it's a different type of landscape. Uh, you're definitely not in Oklahoma. That's for sure. Uh, it, it's. I, I enjoy it. I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, you know, I have to say the the airport at Salt Lake needs fixed because they make you walk three miles to go to the baggage claim. So um, <laughs> it, it was brutal uh, carrying all the equipment for that long. But outside of that, it's been really cool. I, I I think it's really pretty out here. Very different. That's why you don't check a bag, folks. Carry on squad all the way. Well, I can't. I got the equipment, man. <laughs> All right, Brandon Drum joining us, Riverwind Casino Hotline, pregame tomorrow, 7 a.m. on the ref for Oklahoma BYU. All right, Brandon, Sooner fans are patiently waiting to add somebody else to this already extremely uh, good-looking recruiting class. Do you think the Sooners do that? You're talking about Grant Bricks, EPL looks, uh, they've got another offer. I can't remember the other offer out there, but EPL looks like that's, that's over and done with perhaps right now. What do you think? And do the Sooners add to this class, or is this going to be the class? Uh, no, I think they add. I actually think they'll probably take, um, you know, I think they'll land Grant Briggs. And I, I think people are forgetting, it and, and rightfully so. I don't think it's as talked about as it once was um, as far as, you know, how recruiting goes. And, and basically because a lot of the players are, you know, committed one way or the other. But Oklahoma staff still has a chance to do in-homes starting here in a few weeks. And that's going to play a major, major role moving forward, in my opinion, as far as not just Grant Briggs, but I think a lot of guys that maybe are committed elsewhere that Oklahoma's been quietly pushing. So it. I, I don't think this class is done. I think you could you could end up with you know three or two or three more. I wouldn't be shocked. Now, Brandon, as we look ahead to the end of the season, as we look ahead to National Signing Day on December twentieth, early signing day that is. What many will forget is that there is a period of a couple of weeks there between the end of the season and early signing day, where the Sooner staff can go in home and take visits to these prospects' houses. And so as these coaches prepare to sit down with these players and their families, what ought the fan base, what what ought they to know about 
what the Sooner staff is capable of doing when they get down to talking business with a recruit and their family. Because there have been, even over the course of their first couple years here, even just in that time frame, there's been plenty of movement with some of these prospects, whether commits or, you know, whether flip targets or guys that are still uncommitted. The Sooner staff's been able to make stuff happen in the in-home period. Well, I mean, I think the biggest one was DJ Hicks last uh, last year. Um, they did the in-home right before early national signing period twice. Right? Bates goes in there, Venables and Bates goes in there again. And then the kid allegedly just wanted to wait for family and all that and signed three days, you know, the final day, right, right before it was almost too late to sign. Um, but I can tell you all that it was because there was a lot of buzz that Oklahoma was close to flipping him at that point. Uh, and that, that tells you how strong they are with the relationship and the holistic side of um, just the, the, the going in home and, and getting with the families and, and making them feel comfortable about how their child is going to be not only developed on the field but off the field. And, and that sells, that is a universal sell. You know, any, NIL is great, but the universal sell is developing uh, boys into men, and that's what this staff kind of, you know, latches onto as their strength overall. And they do a really good job. Kobe McKenzie is another really, really, you know, valid point there when talking about the in-home. He flipped to Texas after he visited Texas. Venables goes in and talks about transactional and holistic and the difference in relational and all this type of stuff. And Kobe McKenzie ends up flipping back to Oklahoma and signing with Oklahoma. And that was a big deal because there was a lot of contention between the two universities at that point over him because he was such a ballyhooed linebacker. Um, I'm trying to think. Dejon Terry is another guy through the transfer portal that they did a really, really solid job with. So, I mean, and nobody thought Dejon Terry was going to go to Oklahoma. And next thing you know, he is because of the relationship with Bates. So all those type of things can happen. You never know. In-homes can change so much. And, and it, it even worked against Oklahoma underneath the previous regime uh, with Jace McClellan. You know, Bama goes in there, Saban goes in there, and flips him, you know, a week before National Signing Day. So it, it's a give-and-take scenario a lot of times, but – Oklahoma does a really, really good job. More times than not, it works out for them. All right, Brandon, good stuff. Hope you enjoy your uh, stay in Provo. The Sooners should be able to get this done tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll see if BYU puts up uh, much of a fight, but Oklahoma obviously a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, then uh, next Friday, obviously uh, we will not have our regular yeah. slot because the Sooners will be playing uh against tcu so there you go brandon thank you all right thank you guys brandon drum joining us ou insider each and every friday and uh, yeah next friday obviously the Sooners be playing uh, tcu to close out uh the regular season so uh gonna be interesting to see what happens in houston tomorrow oklahoma state in houston uh three o'clock kick on espn2 and then of course the uh, texas iowa state game 7 p.m on Fox tomorrow night. K-State, Kansas, big news uh, with uh, Daniels announcing he's coming back to KU next year. 
That should have the KU crowd fired up for their matchup with Kansas State tomorrow night, 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. All right, break time right here. One more segment from Riverwind Casino on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. We'll make some picks when we get back as well. Stay with us right here on The Ref. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. It's the time for Thanksgiving. It is an OEC Fiber Football Friday here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Got big things happening again every weekend at Riverwind. They've got nearly 3,000 electronic games. If you haven't seen the newly renovated, newly designed gaming floor, it is awesome. They have an Oasis gaming area where it's smoke-free. They have a Skyloft gaming area, uh, nearly 3,000 electronic games. They also have your favorite table games out here as well. Best promotions, best bars and dining, incredible hotel attached to the casino. We've got a big show coming up tomorrow night at the Showplace Theater with Justin Moore in concert here at Riverwind. And uh, don't forget, also tomorrow, big drawings of the 100K electronic winnings or electric winnings promotion. Giving away $100,000 in cash and bonus play. Get out here. Have your wild card. Hopefully hear your name called. Pick up your share. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be the grand prize winner. Uh, again, grand prizes every Saturday. You're going to win an 85-inch smart TV with a sound system, Google TV, uh, everything you need. And you're also going to win $600 in bonus play. Only here at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. All right. Um, TJ, you want to get a few texts in, and uh, then we'll – make picks on this uh, football game absolutely Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line guys I'm in Salt Lake City right now and I can confirm what Brandon Drum said this place is being overtaken by Sooner fans everywhere it's uh, from Frisco Sooner he says he's on his way to Poplar Street Pub right now which is where Tyler will be broadcasting from here in about 10 minutes so uh, if you're Sooner fans in the Salt Lake area head down to Poplar Street uh, Pub right there at 200 uh let me see what this address says here. I had it here in front of me. Um, 242 South, 200 West in downtown Salt Lake is where we'll be broadcasting from this afternoon. So, uh, Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on uh, Twitter where or X where there are a ton of Sooner fans that are, that are already there or on their way there. Pretty impressive. Lane in California is already there. He says they, he's conducting a walkthrough with a handful of Sooner fans at Lavelle Edwards right now. We're yelling Boomer Sooner, Sooner in the stands already and has sent us like three or four pictures. Uh, beautiful day. Blue, uh, clear skies with a few clouds and uh, sunny, and he's there with all the mountains in the background and stuff. Looks beautiful. So Lane in California and several others already uh, roaming around the stadium right now. There you go, Lane. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, the Ref Army, man, I'm, I'm telling you, they are uh, they're awesome. And uh, it looks like there's at least two or three platoons there already. 
Several of the uh, suggestions for mule shoe on uh, one word we can't read on the air. This one just has an emoji of a peanut and then says the word less. So you can take that and figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) And last one I've got here, Sooner Cole Wetzel says, George Strait didn't sing a song about lavender baby blue. Yeah, Parker, hey, Parker, don't uh, don't come after his lavender, all right? He uh, he will fight. He will fight you for it. So there you go. Uh, were you – did you – have you been in Amarillo much, TJ, over the years? I've been through I mean, there you, a couple of you've times. You've got to be – no, do I you play George Strait when you get drive through? <laughs> I can't remember. It has probably been thirty years since I've even been through there, Steely. If I'm being honest, I think I was around, yeah, probably twenty years old before uh, since the last time I even drove through Amarillo. So, yeah, and uh, you know, like I said, we would go there for Thanksgiving uh, every year, and uh, my my cousin, uh, I remember he played for the Amarillo Sandys. That was their nickname. So they were kind of sand aggies out there too, obviously. Um, so, but we had good memories going there, and we were always excited to be able to walk to Toot and Totem. You've got to then pick up our baseball cards or basketball cards and Slurpees. So it was 7-Eleven for us here. It was Toot and Totem in Amarillo. All right. Uh, Parker, how are you doing? About to get to your destination well, actually, not remotely close yet. I'm in Cortez, Colorado at the moment, uh, which I, I think we're poised to make history here shortly because soon enough I will be in the state of Utah. And then at that point, I think I will become the first individual in the history of this station to broadcast live from three different states in the same afternoon. So uh, that's what I'm gunning for, gunning for history. Also, the only thing I took away from that conversation between you and TJ just a second ago, is that TJ is not a road warrior. I will typically fly, fly, Parker. You are correct. You are correct. I, You know, Parker, I like driving, too. I, I don't know. When uh, we shook, took Shay, and, you know, before Shay had her MS situation, she had a uh, heart issue, and we had to have surgery done at Mayo Clinic, and we drove all the way to uh, Rochester, Minnesota, you know, all you do, give me a good playlist, which I've got good ones, and uh, a few sites along the way, and uh, small course for Barco. Kids don't do it, then I'm good to go. So I, you know, unless it's just a ridiculously long trip, but I, I kind of like driving myself. All right, let's give a score on this football game before we get out of here. I am going to go with the Sooners to win and just cover this spread. I'm going to go with Oklahoma winning the ball game tomorrow, 38-13, which would be the under, which I think is 54-and-a-half. But I'm going to go, and maybe because of the weather and the Sooners running the football, 38-13 Oklahoma. What do you guys think? I got Oklahoma by a score of 49-13. to So I do think they cover the spread and cover it handily, is expecting another prolific offensive day for the Sooners, albeit one that, as I mentioned, I think is going to be more dominated by the run than the pass. But I think the Sooners win it comfortably. Much more confident than you guys. I think the Sooners roll it up tomorrow. I'm picking them big, 56-10 to 10 over the uh, BYU Fighting Cougars. 
That's not quite my uncle territory, but you're getting, getting close. close. I think he inspired me this morning. Yeah, I think he hit yeah. about every Toby's three predictions. I think Uncle hit every one for this game tomorrow that Toby's done for the entire season. So, should be a big day for the Sooners <laughs> if that's the case. Well, we'll be on at seven a.m. tomorrow morning. Have you covered pre and post game? Uh, we're going to get locked in. Tyler is out in uh, in Utah right now, so get ready for a little locked in coming up. Want to thank my man Jason. I bet Jason's probably out in Utah right now. Uh, the great GM here at Riverwind, Reed, everybody out here. They're always so accommodating. Love being out here at Riverwind Casino, and uh, it's always a pleasure here on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Also, want to thank Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring hour number two. Family-owned and operated, great customer service. They are currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations at Oklahoma Generator. Check them out online at okgen.com. Call 405-321-6631. Have a great Friday.